The White Sox walk off the Twins twice in the series opener. Painful loss for the Twins. We're going to break it all down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. Today is Friday, September 2nd. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker. You're with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Brandon, disappointing loss for the Twins. They're walked off twice. What's your uh, instant reaction to this? Just so many different layers. I think it's preposterous that anybody thought Jorge Lopez was throwing at Vaughn. Although, to be fair, if the issue was that Vaughn got hit where he got hit, I kind of get that, okay? It's just if there was a thought that there was intent – that's where they lose me. You're not putting Vaughn on moving the winning run to third base. You're facing the defending MVP, the guy who drives in a bazillion runs every single season. So I think Rocco's reaction, though, going basically crazy, tells me that they thought he was hit intentionally because Rocco was responding to that rather than, I think, you know, um, Vaughn being upset, they went up and in. He's trying to get a double play. He's trying to end the inning and very nearly did that with the Abreu redo. But, uh, yeah, I just – you can lose me with they hit him intentionally. That's that's dumb. Yeah, frustrating loss. I mean, it's hard to say Lopez has been solid since since the Twins acquired him. Super shaky. Um, you know, tonight, this is the situation. The game, the game could have been won you know, innings before it was lost innings mm-hmm. before, but it's eight, nine, one. And it's, it's not eight, nine, one of, you know, the greatest lineup of all time. That's Harrison, Romy Gonzalez, who's, who's in his second big league season. And then Elvis Andrews and you load the bases. Like that's just, yep. you, you can't do that. You can't do that. If you're uh if you're going to be relied upon throughout September, that's, that's, he hasn't been super reliable in my opinion. Yeah, it, that's a fair assessment. I'm just there's people saying he's been a disaster. I'm oh. not going to go that far. Uh, but but I mean, yeah, eight nine one. I feel like the Twins have had a lot of eight nine one spots where they've let those guys get on for the big guys and have not been able to get out of it. Whether it was Emilio Pagan earlier this year, Caleb Fieldbar in tough stretches, whoever they need to get those eight nine one guys. And the fact that Elvis Andrews was hitting leadoff for a big league team in the year of our Lord. 2022 uh, is absolutely shocking to me. The The one thing I keep coming back to, though, is why was Billy Hamilton trying to steal third base in that inning? Because it made no sense at all. And then, two, turnabout is fair play. If they played extras, he's going to be hitting for Jose Miranda. Or if he came out of the game, whoever went in. Because I didn't see the defensive replacement, so I don't know how they did that. But um, taking Jose Miranda out there doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And worse yet, Billy Hamilton trying to steal third, just nonsense. Multiple things, multiple things in this game. I I also thought that was 
that was pushing it. What was your reaction to Yohan Duran not getting the eighth? He threw 11 pitches in the seventh. Felt like that was going to be a bridge to Ronda Lopez. He ends up not getting the eighth inning. It's Caleb Thielbar. I, I didn't really understand that from the point of view that Grindall and Pollock both can hit right-handed. Grindall's a switch hitter. Pollock basically was brought into this White Sox team to hit lefties. And so you have to know that Miguel Cairo's got Eloy Jimenez in his back pocket. Now, when we look back, Jimenez made an out. It was Grandal hitting his fourth home run of the year. This is a guy who's slugging 276 on the season after the fact. So I, I understood why Duran faced who he did. You know, he got the meat of this order out, but yeah, I think you bring him back 11 pitches. I know he hasn't had a lot of up downs this year, but I would have considered strongly going to him. But Thielbar, too, he's been nails for like the last month plus. So guys just have to do their jobs. That Everybody says make Duran the closer. Okay, well, then Caleb Thielbar pitches the seventh inning, and he faces um, uh, he, he faces Jose Abreu and maybe gives up a home run there. So if guys don't do their jobs, that's just that's that's the nature of the game. I'm not going to blame the usage of Duran outside of maybe he should have pitched the uh, the eighth inning or at least started it. Expected batting average on the Grand All Fly Ball was 060, but they play. They got to play to that park, you know. And the yep. Twins did not hit the long ball. When the Twins win there, which they've done a lot of winning there in recent seasons, mm-hmm. it's because Nelson Cruz destroys there. It's because Jorge Polanco destroys there. They didn't get the long ball tonight. And to be honest, when they score three runs. You don't feel good about their chances. I know they've pitched super well this year, but I think the formula still for this team is scoring three runs. Like I I don't like their chances really against many teams, especially teams fighting for the postseason. For sure. And the the only really silver lining for me, besides the rest of the series being at stake, is they still face the White Sox eight times in this final month. So the narrative of this season for the Twins, probably even more so for the White Sox, is going to be written in these next eight games. And, you know, we have someone in the chat that said that it was a, uh, uh, shoot, well, I lost it. They need to win these types of games to win the division. I, uh, there, yeah, it's on the screen if people are watching. Um, yeah, no, you have to win these games. With that said, I mean, the White Sox have had almost as many, if not more, backbreaking losses as the Twins. And Cleveland just put two starters that give them a lot of innings, maybe not great innings this season on the injured list in Savali and Plesak. So that just made the dogfight that much crazier because the team that's the furthest back just beat the Twins. The Twins had a chance to move into first place as a tie for the first time in, what, probably two, three weeks at least. Um, It's going to be entertaining. I don't know how many of our fans can actually take it, whether it's (laughs) blood pressure or heart rate, but, um, you know, be well, people. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun month, and I know tonight was not what people wanted to see, but it was at least entertaining. More on the significance of this game. Sonny Gray leaves early first. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, the MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. To me, this game, this is what happened. They lost in Milwaukee. They lost that first game. They had a chance to win. The Brewers walked them off. And I remember saying to you on the postcast, and you agreed, 
that that was a bad loss because of who's pitching the next day. And that's mm-hmm. how I view this loss, that Dylan Cease is going Saturday, and I know the Twins are getting Tyler Malley back, but you don't know how much length he's going to give you. The Twins used basically their entire high-leverage bullpen tonight. So that's why this loss hurts doubly. We always talk about when you use your bullpen like that, you want to win those games. Now they got to go try to beat Dylan Cease tomorrow. That's that's the problem for me. Like if somebody else was yeah. pitching tomorrow, if it was Lance Lynn, I'd be like, okay, but it's Dylan Cease tomorrow, which makes this hurt more. Or Lucas Giolito in the finale, who's still a good pitcher, just has not pitched all that well. Yeah, when you put all hands on deck for your bullpen and still lose, and then you consider too, like you said, Mally short start, that all already hurts. So then you're thinking, well, maybe they go out and they they're up eight zero after four innings or six zero after four innings. Cool, you know, you can you can kind of go with the back channel guys. That's not happening against Dylan Cease, and so it's gonna have to be one that they scratch and claw, and uh, you know just um churn out and you know the very same thing could be said for the white Sox today sonny gray has been solid i won't say he's an ace or anything but they started joe kelly and he was in hot water from the word go and then the twins couldn't do anything against martin lopez um you know jimmy lambert pitching the inning there that he did was uh because kendall graveman's worked back to backs Uh, somebody filled me in on that um you know they didn't do any damage outside of that inning against kelly really and so that's that's a frustration too, but that was the patchwork pitching that the twins might have tomorrow. Now, certainly Mally's not an opener, but they may have to win with less than their a lineup. And in the do that, it's just that, uh, you know, betting lines probably won't favor that. The, uh, the biggest loss could be Sonny gray. We don't know. Hamstring tightness yeah. leaves this game after four, but I don't, the pessimist in me says, I don't see the twins, Brandon, Coming back, winning this division, having a, a strong playoff run without Sonny Gray, there's no question to me. Like that's his importance to the team. So him leaving this game is is maybe the most important storyline of the night, for sure. And I mean, it's hard to say because anytime a pitcher gets hurt, a starting pitcher, it it can be as simple as missing a start or maybe not even a start at all, or like the next jump is a month because if a guy doesn't pitch for ten or fifteen days, then they gotta, <laughs> yep, oh. We know he exists because he went on a rehab stint, but for the longest time there, we weren't sure that Bailey Ober still existed. But um, how do you lose a guy that tall? I don't understand it, but he's on a rehab now. He's, he's going to get back here hopefully in time to at least do something or other for this team, but hopefully it's not because they need to fill the space of Sonny Gray because you know, they, they traded for Tyler Malley to help this potential rotation get into the playoffs and then do some damage in the playoffs. But that was also because Sonny Gray was there. You can't have just Tyler Malley, Joe Ryan, and then flip a coin. You need all three of those guys to have any chance to do damage in the playoffs. So good point by you there. Malley, Cease, and then we will preview Sunday a little bit later on. But what do you expect in this matchup, Brandon, Saturday? Dylan Cease absolutely dazzled the Twins at Target Field his last outing. In his career, the Twins have pumped him overall. Uh, but he's a different he's a different guy this year. I've watched basically every one of his starts, and he is uh, he's dominant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's. I think that they're hoping Kopech will make the same turn that Cease did, and they were also hoping Reynaldo Lopez would. He didn't, but then Lucas Giolito did. So, um, kind of a mixed bag there. But Ethan Katz and Don Cooper work wonders with their guys. Uh, Don Cooper back before. I, if the Twins are going to win this one, it's going to be a four-three-three-two kind of yeah. game. I do fear though, uh, the last game of the last time they met was an eleven-zero White Sox win. I really hope that's not the case, but, um, you know, if that's what people are resigned to at this point, I get where they're coming from. 
at the same time, you got to play the games. And if you want to, you watch the games. But, um, you know, it could be a snooze fest if guys don't uh, come to play. Yeah, I, I had said before this game tonight, if the Sox win, I was texting a buddy who's a White Sox fan. I said, if the Sox win game one, they'll be in decent position to sweep, which would be really bad news for the Twins because they're three games back coming in and they would be tied leaving Chicago. So you don't want that. Sox would also have the advantage in the tiebreaker. This is a sneaky big series and we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see how they respond. I like that point in the chat by Nick giving up a 0 2, uh, an 0 2 pitch single to Elvis Andrews. It just, it was a jam shot. It was actually a pitch inside that looked like he was, again, trying to get a double play, which again feeds the idea that the Vaughn pitch was also not intentional. But on an 0 2, and, and Andrews just kind of flips it into right. Again, you can, you can use the word bad luck, but it's basically just baseball being played. And sometimes good things happen when you don't hit the ball hard, but you hit the ball in the first place. And so, um, yeah, the idea that, again, like you said, 8-9-1 is what sunk this team is, uh, that's, for me, the hardest pill to swallow here as I uh, go to bed tonight. Well, if you were going to criticize Jorge Lopez and his stuff, his stuff's outstanding, but the swing and miss, the swing and miss is not always there for them. So you are at... You're at the the mercy of a ball in play with Jorge Lopez. You see a lot of his sinkers get hit. A lot of his sinkers are in play, even though they're 98, 99. And I think for the Twins, we've seen a lot of those go for hits. Yeah, and so he's it, if he's not missing bats, he should still be a ground ball guy. But that isn't enough when you're in the ninth inning and they're kind of finding holes. And the Grandal RBI earlier in the game showed that I think the the White Sox had some of that magic tonight. Maybe the Twins have it tomorrow. That's baseball. We'll see. Brandon, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for commenting. I wanted to finish with this. Um, I wanted to look because I was looking in the ninth inning. Oh, the sure. Twins, the Twins expected batting average tonight. It was 176. For the White Sox, it was 307. So did they deserve to win this game? Not offensively, again, right? 176 expected batting average. Sox at 307. So I didn't. I mean, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like um, – Nick Gordon swinging when Billy Hamilton was trying to steal. And again, I, I'm not, I'm not ripping on Nick Gordon. Don't get me wrong. I just um, let, let Billy Hamilton do his thing and then drive him in rather than, um, you know, moving him up. And again, I know Kepler scored there, but um, you know, let Hamilton do his thing and then go to work. And you know, the second time he did it, he hit it hard, all that, but I just think they should have let Hamilton run first. Plenty of mistakes all around for the twins leads to a loss tonight. They lose the series opener. Everybody, Thank you so much again for joining us. We're going to be here throughout September uh, for this this hopeful playoff run for the Twins in the American League Central. Thanks so much, Brandon. Thank you. Enjoy your night, sir, and we'll talk soon.